that. Yeah. Do I have to turn it up louder? Imagine yourself surfing. So delicate. And insert surfing talk here. That's what this means to me, this delicate Steve Rift cartoon run. Jackass Matt, how you doing? Wonderful. And yourself, Jackass Tom? I am doing great. Welcome uh, back to WDRM, the drum. I'm Crazy <laughs> Tom here, bumping out the riffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, we are the Jackass Critics Podcast. We are coming at you in 2017. Uh, if we do nothing else, we we talk about the, uh, the summer blockbusters that are coming up. And we have ourselves a little bet every year to see who can, out of a pool of ten... Pick the most uh, block, not the most blockbusters. What's the word I'm looking for here? The most profitable blockbusters, right? Yeah, bringing in the biggest draw from the uh, old uh, summer movie viewers. That's right. Thank you for pulling me in there, Matt. Yeah, my pleasure. We we do a little bit of a draft. Uh, Matt will kick it off this year because he won last year, so he gets the first overall pick. Woohoo! Had a good year last year. Real happy with uh, being able to pick first again, though. I'm not really sure where I'm going. I'm not very confident this year in my picks. You're not feeling too comfortable, are you, Matt? Right. I decided to take it a little bit. uh, I did a little less research in terms of uh, reading other people's opinions about the order of things and trying to come to my own conclusions. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, just to recap, we've been doing this since 2011. We did miss a year. So we've we've done this five times, and I yep, believe yep. I won the first two, maybe the first three. I think I, I believe it's three to two. I yeah. think it's three to two. Me, yeah, because yep. I won the the third year. Yeah, I'm looking at it now by a whopping ten million. It was like nine hundred thirty-six wow. million to nine hundred eighteen million. So give or take. Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. But then you came back at me with the big thumper, known as Jurassic World, in two thousand fifteen. Yep, got lucky with that one. Jurassic World um, almost beat out everything that I had. It was so amazing. Yeah, 400 million or something. I mean, it was just out of control. Yeah. Everybody loves Chris Pratt, though. No, I take that back, Matt. You're winning 3-2 to because you won 2013. This is what preparation gets you on a podcast, people. Oh, wow. Yeah, you beat me then. That's how you had to Turn my frown upside down. That's great. upside down. Well, that's just how much I respect your game, because I still honestly view you as the odds-on favorite this year, even knowing you were going second. <laughs> uh, I respect your preparation, and you pre- you really bring a a very historical approach to it in terms of uh, your research. So, typically, I bet you if you're talking about last year, though, do you want to recap last year? Uh, yeah, if you want to, uh, uh, if you've got some stats, I'm deadly curious to hear it. That's fantastic. Okay. Um, so the stats I'm getting are not the final stats we would have taken <laughs> for uh, the competition. When we froze it, right? Yeah, yeah. Right, but it doesn't matter. So this is like for the entire year, the stats I'm about to tell you. Um, so Matt picked first overall last year in the summer blockbuster draft, and he picked Finding Dory, which oh, yeah. was the correct answer. I always bet on Ellen. Oh. <laughs> Ellen plus Pixar equals... Yeah. That's a winning combination. I love it. Everybody loves it. In this case, it was almost half a bill. Wow, that's amazing. $486 million. I don't think we're going to hit that this year. I, I'm going to lay down that uh, declaration. No one will beat that. I think you're right. I, I didn't have anything that was... All right, cool, interesting. I, yeah. Um, so I pick second, and uh, this will be a constant trend. I pick something yep. stupid. I picked Independence Day. Wow. Uh, so... Finding Dory yeah. was the number one summer blockbuster hit. It was number two overall. I think the Star Wars movie was the number one overall for the year. Independence Day ranked 27th overall. Wow, oh, man. So there, there it were... doesn't deserve that brutal of a reception. Uh, it's, it's, and it's a shame to see it fall so far from its peak when we were kids. Yeah. It was just the best example of marketing genius that I could think of. Yeah, at the time in, I think it was 1996, the summer of 1996 when it came out. And you mm-hmm. remember they had the little countdown in all the theaters. Yeah. They even had the website. We both worked with uh, Eric Fernando, who had the screensaver that he downloaded over a modem. Oh, gosh, and he yeah. was the coolest guy in the office because he had the Independence Day screensaver. I mean, that was really the beginning of, that was, you know, 15 years before Twitter existed, or five years, but whatever. Right, that was the... Uh Early on, marketing of the internet for yeah. movies, and now, 
Now I don't even know if movies really even have dedicated websites like they used to. I don't even think they need to because there's so It's much- so rare to see uh, yeah, a dedicated site. It's usually the Facebook site is what has the priority on the you know, trailers these days. Yeah, exactly. So Independence Day, uh, very floppy. $103 million. Mm. I, I don't even think without adjusting for gross, right? In $1996, yeah. I think the original Independence Day dwarfed that. I'm not looking at my notes for what I had at the time. But yeah, I but it's totally easy to expect that that would have been a $200 million movie easily, you know. And then with the advantage, the possibility to go even higher. And Day After Tomorrow, another Emmerlich film, it made 187 So you can see where I was going with that pick, but... And I say that's uh, that's a worse movie, having seen both of them, though. <laughs> yeah. But I guess it doesn't always matter. So, uh, you picked after me, and you picked Ice Age. Care to guess how much Ice Age made? Uh, it's adorable, so at least $180 million. $64 million. Can you believe okay. it? Okay. One-third of $180 million, roughly. It came in 49th place on the year. Yeah. You it, know, when you hit it so right in the first one, all the rest <laughs> of them kind of don't matter that much. It, it, pretty much true, but here's the thing: you got one, two, and three because after Ice Age, I picked BFG, which made less than Ice Age, by the way. <laughs> and then you picked Suicide Squad and Secret Life of Pets with five and seven. All so right, you, you got the the two and three in order of three and two there. Wow, amazing! What a bargain there with the seventh pick, obviously. Yeah. So you you got there's only three movies that made. Over a hundred and let's say seventy million. Well, okay, okay. three movies made over three hundred million, and there's yeah, Suicide right. Squad at three twenty-five, Secret Life of Pets at three sixty-five, wow. three sixty-eight, Finding Dory at four eighty-six. You picked all three of them. Yeah. No movies made two hundred. No movies made even one hundred and seventy-five. Wow. After that Secret Life of Pets was a better pick than I expected. That one was a real was, great value. Yeah, it had some Minions power behind it, and it was made by the, the people who made the Minions. Saw it with okay. my daughter. Was not okay. that impressed with it, especially when you compare right. it to Pixar movies or even the previous Minion Despicable Me type movies. But, um, hey. Still I, successful nonetheless, yeah, yeah. Yeah, some of that money in that... Uh, and that three hundred sixty-eight million was formerly my money, so I, I guess that <laughs> I'm really sure all the pet voices appreciate it, right? And I picked uh, so yeah. After BFG, I picked Star Trek, which was one hundred fifty-eight million. All right, Legend of Tarzan, one hundred twenty-six, and then Alice Through the Looking Glass, seventy-seven million. Um, I mean, all solid, nothing embarrassing <clears throat> for. But in, in general, points would you take them? Yeah, them? in general, it wasn't one of those years where there was a whole bunch of movies that made two hundred million dollars. So my yeah. whole rake in, even though I adjusted it for the end of the year, was five hundred and twenty million versus your one point three seven two billion. Amazing! Wow, that's great. Yeah, and I missed surprisingly. On, I missed on a number of movies: Jason Bourne, X Men Apocalypse, Central Intelligence. But none of that mattered because. After you had the top three, there was no way I was... All right. Yeah, so... Well, I guess I had a bit of luck, for sure. Not, uh... I doubt I... I mean, I didn't think I was, like, Daryl Morey-level finding secret value in Secret Life of Pets. Don't... <laughs> let's not over-sell uh, how great that pick was. I, I, I mean, I was probably really... begrudgingly with my simple thing, like, uh, little kids like uh, animals. Yeah, let's pick that. <laughs> I think you are hitting the saber metrics of picking summer blockbusters. <laughs> right. Of the two of us, I dare say, I think that's uh, more your suit, Mr. Thomas. Yeah, it seems to be working really well the last three times we've played this. So, well, just going over the ground rules. Um, yes, sir. In terms Let's of our handshake up. bet. I can't even remember if I gave you what we what I owed you for the last one. I think I saw you when we were halfway through this, and I, I brought like a lot of beer to your house. Yep. I consider that settled. I'm done. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No mas, no mas. There wasn't even mm-hmm. that whole uh, Riley-esque talk down of, you know, uh, six beers now <laughs> to get you out of this bet for 12. There Correct. Was just, nope, nope. A meeting of minds. Yeah. yeah. I, I knew what was coming for me. It was inevitable. It was done by, say, mid-July. <laughs> right. So, yeah. You had a lot, long time to deal with it. So we put approximately 12 beers on this, 12 craft beers. Um, High-quality beverages, something that's going to be pleasant for everybody. Exactly. We're not trading Schlitz for Miller High Life here. 
No, but if you can get some like Schlitz Red Bull XP or something, maybe. Yes, the Blue Bull. The all right, that's the good stuff. That's that's the stuff that comes in the forty ounces. Nice. Yeah, that's the stuff that gives Tommy a headache. <laughs> so all yeah, right. So that's yeah. that's the standard bet. Anything on yep. top of that is pure icing on the cake. Agreed. Uh, I think in the past we we've made the other person watch and review movies for the website. Yep, yep. I, I don't know if that's open these days. Let's not overextend ourselves. We'll know we'll pay off the bet. And we've got lots of Twitter banter back and forth, and Facebook banter back and forth. There's a lot of pride riding on this. It's enough. Yeah, it pride pride really comes in at tops of this. The yep. beers and I'm already showing weakness, we so we you should feel strong right now. Yes. Yes. Okay, so let's get on with it. Yep. Enough of this. Matt, I'm excited. I'm you excited. Have the first overall pick this year, as they say in the NFL and the NBA, you are now on the clock. All right. Well, uh, we don't have any official rules. I mean, for how long it can take, so I could filibuster. Oh, yeah. The the one thing I do also want to say is, uh, so we are starting as of today, five eighteen. Anything that opens after today, yes. <clears throat> May eighteenth, is considered a summer movie. And we are closing out at the end of August. So anything that is a September open date. We cut it off at, and we do cut off the earnings at the second or third week of September. We want to make it this year, Matt? Uh, I personally feel the end of the first week is plenty sufficient. Plenty sufficient. Okay, so we'll say the second week of September. All right, fair enough. But fair enough. I don't think it, neither it's a generous of us really, runway. Yeah. yeah, neither of us really picks August movies anyway. Typically, uh, I tend to shy away uh, for our. For obvious reasons. I tend to shy a LaBeouf. So, that's it. Matt, you are on the clock. And you did tell me you had one movie that you thought was the movie to pick if you had the yeah. number one pick. Yeah, I mean, I'm less convinced than traditionally, but uh, I feel like this is the safest pick. Um, so, I'm going to go with, you know, Never Bet Against Steve Carell. I'm going to go with uh, Despicable Me 3. As at least a two hundred some million dollar domestic haul movie, that's got to be it, right? I was gonna even say higher than that. Okay, so I know you like to classify them and kind of uh, get like, some tears going. So I was curious where this yeah. would land in your. Yeah, I try to tears. do some sort of uh, some sort of metrics on this, not metrics, but you know, I try to look at the numbers to see what a, a movie could potentially make. Despicable Me. It's the fourth Minion movie, but the third one labeled Despicable Me because it's the third one with Gru. The previous one, I don't even think, had Gru in it. Okay, uh, that's got, sell. They got Trey Parker in this, who plays some highly 80s pop-influenced evil villain named Balthazar Brat. Uh, per the trailer, looks pretty entertaining. I might go yeah. see this myself. All right, I like it. So the first Despicable Me made $250 million. The yes. second one made three hundred and seventy million. You see where I'm going with this? I see where you're going with this. Minions dropped off yeah. a little bit at three hundred and thirty million. All right. Put this Side one, story. Not yeah. bad though. Yeah. I mean, if you're picking this early, right? That's that's yeah, the, yeah. the neighborhood you want to be in. So I put this one at three hundred and twenty five million safely. Wow. I don't think see, it's I'm gonna drop very happy three hundred million. That. Hmm? You're content? I, yeah, for sure. You should be. I had it as my number two ranked movie. I really had two movies that were like one and two. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing. Yes, sir. Despicable Me, like you said, right, it's a safe pick. I feel like it has the highest floor. Right. I don't want to say it's the lowest ceiling. I feel like the movie I'm going to pick with my second pick, unless there's anything else you want to say about Despicable Me. No, no, I'm anxious, actually, to hear and hear your pitch about its bigger, wider appeal. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've gone through this before where I've philosophized oh, I over movies. Yeah. And, and I talked about Independence Day making $300 million. And it backfired on me, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You hear my chuckle of laughter? Yes. Yeah. Blink twice if you're smiling on the other side. Tom's <laughs> stepping into his I'm own chortling. bear trap. Yeah. I'm holding my belly, going backward like a Santa Claus in the most pleasant picture you can imagine. Right. With the number two overall pick, oh. Thomas Blaine selects Spider-Land Homecoming. Wow, okay, all right. Here's where I'm going with it. It's got high upside. It's got high upside. Right. Here's where I'm going with it. 
So you've got a Spider-Man movie, and granted, these Spider-Man movies started to fall off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shut up. I know what you're doing over there. <laughs> so this mm-hmm. one, though, has Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man. Huge. So you're hundred million get... dollars. It should be, you know, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s nickname, right? Because that's how much he adds. Yep. As Iron Man, he's he's pulling in like four hundred million dollars. I don't get it. I never thought Iron Man was even that great of a comic book. It's just Very a dude surprising. in a bunch of armor who flies and shoots bolts at people. Whatever. Very Not surprising. nearly as cool as Spider-Man, in my opinion. Yep. For some reason, you get your Robert Downey Jr. in the big, huge, red and yellow armor, and it draws a lot of money. Whether it's Avengers right. or Iron Man just by himself. So I'm thinking with the crossover, this is a $300 million plus movie. I, had, I, I kept going up with it. I started yeah. off with two hundred million, right, right, based off of the two thousand fourteen Amazing Spider-Man two movie, which made two hundred and two. Amazing Spider-Man two, despite it being something like the fifth or sixth Spider-Man movie in the whole series, right? Yeah, right. But I think because of the the crossover, I kept inching myself up to three hundred and fifty million. But I, you know, I could put it back in the same area as Despicable Me at three hundred twenty-five. And there's something right. to be said about this too, because. Obviously, last year, there was like this range of 400-some million dollars to get for Finding Dory. So one of these two movies could right. eventually or essentially get that money that's out there, that pool of money. It may be yep. Despicable Me. It opens earlier. It's a 6.30 open versus a 7.7 for Spider-Man. But, you know, it's one of these right. Avengers, Marvel-type movies. <clears throat> Young Peter Parker in high school. He's trying to join the Avengers. Robert Downey yep. Jr.'s flying around too. It could work. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I think that the uh, the Spider Man movie does in fact have the best possible ceiling of any movie. It's a ceiling I think, movie. Right? Uh, I think as far as I'm aware, and I've got a little bit of geek cred, but I'm not super geeky. But I think this is like the first official movie where they've kind of folded the Sony interest in Spider Man in with the Marvel comics. Because they didn't fully own the rights or whatever. It is a like Sony both. slash Columbia studio right. giant. So I think both of them have contributed a tremendous sum of money gambling mm-hmm. that on the future. And I don't think the Sony side necessarily has had as many hits recently as they yeah. want. But if you had to play some chips on one uh, a property in order to prop up your future... I would think uh, teaming up with the Marvel Comics studio line oh, yeah. uh, would be the pl- a good a good bet for getting a return on your input. Absolutely. So, and when it comes there's to comic- a huge impact to, and the Marvel people want it to work too because they want they know it's money to have more Spider-Man in their movies. It's just good for everything. Absolutely. I mean, you think of Marvel Comics and Iron Man probably isn't the first thing that comes to mind. Maybe it's Captain America, but for me, it's Spider-Man. They had. Agreed. When I was reading, it was like maybe four different books of Spider-Man going at once. You had your amazing oh, yeah. Spider-Man, you had just regular Spider-Man, and then you had a couple other ones going at the same time. Spectacular and Web of Spider-Man, right. by the way. Yeah, exactly. Nerd respect. There you Sorry. go. Yeah, yeah, those are the ones I'm thinking of. So yep. I think Spider-Man uh, is is destined for some some Buku dollars this year. And it's, what is it's it? meant to be. Yeah, 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 it's kind of come together at the right time. It's worked out perfectly, in fact, with... If it happened a couple years earlier before Marvel and the universe was ready, I mean, it's yeah. really worked out really well. So I agree the high potential is very high for you, and I'm excited to see how it turns out. All right. So I think we're – I don't think I made an Independence Day pick here. I think I made a, a truly good pick. Um, I'm I'll, I'll say I think the, yeah. the floor is potentially lower than you think it may be, but I think the ceiling could be higher too. I could see it making only $190 million or something. I put the floor at about 200 all right, all right, yeah, yeah. But it's probably going to do really good. I think so. so, yeah. Yeah. So with that, I hand it over to you for the third overall pick, second all right. of your so it, disposal. That was a great pick. And mm. admittedly, I had a, I, I, the best compliment I can give you is that I had Spider-Man lower on my list, and your sales pitch was so good that I was convinced it was a very, very, very good number two pick. <laughs> I actually so, had it lower on my list originally. I watched the trailer. I saw how much they put... Iron Man into it, and they wove him into the story really well. So I I can see how you would start it off low, given the Spider-Man history, and then 
ratchet it back but, up when you see what yeah, they're yeah. doing, like, like we talked about. So, well done convincing me that you're going to dominate this year, by the oh, way, with that you. steal of a pick. Thank so. you. All right, so I'm stuck uh, with the number three overall, and I'm going to go with, with what I had originally as my next pick, which is the next Pirates movie, which is Dead Men Tell No Tales. Got it. So, a very successful franchise, and I'm sure you've got the numbers. I, got the I know it's been kind of dwindling over the years. It's been dwindling. Uh, but it's still a real solid mover. It's still got Johnny Depp. Uh, we've maybe had some time to relax before uh, we're ready to accept another Pirates movie. It's got the Disney thing going behind it. Yeah. It just seems like a safe... Uh, it feels like I'm doing another kind of guaranteed single, but I want a movie that I know is going to make high hundreds <laughs> 200 million dollars and i'm gonna take it this is what you what you do when you're in the number one position you're in the driver's right. seat you just you go for those safe hits and you just hope that i tangle myself up in these uh out of the park swings so pirates uh as happens often with sequels i noticed it peaked with the second one in 2007 in which it made 400 million uh since then they've declined to 300 million and then 240 million so wow. I'm generously saying that this one is going to be like a 250 million one. You could easily see it plummeting further just based on the trajectory. Yeah. After, you know, after 14 years of of these pirate movies and having a lot of gaps in between, does it still have the same oomph? And I have a I have a theory just about that. Yeah. So we had a peak at 2007, and are we at a place right now where a 10 year gap is enough that it's already kind of cool to come back around again i mean is that possible that i mean if you were like eight years old when you saw it in 2007 is it cool to go back now and see johnny depp now that you're about to go to college uh no i would say not okay damn it well that's a bad bet then. <laughs> damn it shit so was the last one 2011 i think it was uh, on stranger yeah. tides yeah yeah so yeah like that sounds about right six six years ago we have javier bardeem for those yeah. People that like to really drink in a rich performance in the audience of yeah. a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Right. It's going to be good, I'm sure. And is Johnny Depp still a draw? Is Johnny Depp still a guy that, wow. just, like, with all the, the goofy stuff he has about not being able to tell time or possibly even read? Um, <laughs> is, is Johnny... I, was, I was about to say he made like $300 million for the tourist, but I realized that joke is probably like four years <laughs> past its expiration date. So, um, no, maybe he isn't a draw anymore. So, I, I wondered about that myself. Um, but, yeah, I also have noted this does have Javier Bardem. And when I saw the trailer, it was a pretty cool trailer. I'll, I'll admit, mm-hmm. you, you sort of got sucked in. My daughter had to close her eyes and. You know, right. hide in my. At shirt. least Disney can make a good trailer with uh, one of their bigger properties. Nothing right. else. And uh, it's been a while since Gore Verbinski has directed one of these. I think he's passed off the reins. The 2007 one was the last one he uh, directed. That was the one that made the back to the million. peak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob Marshall. So I, who directs this one? I don't think it's Gore Verbinski. I think it's a couple guys. Not even Rob Marshall directing this one. I'm trying to break my spirit. Uh, I'm trying to break your spirit. There's two guys, Joachim Ronin and Espen Sandberg. So you got two Swedish guys directing this that I've never heard of. Mm-hmm. But with that one said, translates to a uh, certain victory, and the other one is great vision. Great. I love it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna temper my uh, my weaning of this down and say <laughs> this was All number right, three. Well, show on me my how list. great your next choice is, because that was number three on my list. Pirates of All right. the Caribbean. All right, so, so it was a safe choice on my part. I, right, so I had it as a $250,000 movie. Uh, I don't... Like we said, it does have a floor that could push down a little bit based on the success of Pirates of the Caribbean, but... Yeah, I could I, see that. Yeah, for sure. I could see it ratcheting back up just as easily. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, God, Matt. I leave you in a predicament, sir. No. I mean, where are you going to go? So I've got two movies, yeah. But should I make it three? That's really what I'm trying to come at. Okay. I've got two movies with a third one that I think is sort of. You want me to give you a little advice on how to winnow one of them out? Stop it. But go ahead. I'm willing to take any advice. If one of of them is an NC-17 movie, you should probably remove it from consideration (laughs) because those traditionally don't make much money in the box office. Just a pro tip. I mean, that's some advanced level stuff. Okay. I'm playing chess while you're playing checkers. All right. 
so I will remove Wonder Women's then. <laughs> um, yeah, so this this is a difficult one. There are there are three movies that I'm tossing up. All of them have their own strategic flaws, right? They all yeah. have their own. What I call them strategic flaws. They all have their own flaws, right? Would one um, of them make you hate yourself for picking it? That is a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I'm likely to pick right now, as you can yep. see, I haven't made a decision. I'm just vamping here. Um, the one I'm likely to pick is the one I would probably hate myself over for picking. All right. I respect that. I know where we're going. I got an idea at least. <laughs> I appreciate the honesty. Honesty is laid out. Yes. Okay. So I'm, yeah, I'm going to lay it out there and pick Transformers the last night. <laughs> yeah. That is what I was expecting would be here. <laughs> Self-hate, so nailed it. But it makes so much money. They always make money. The they, worst one has been like, had made a lot of money. Sure, the worst one made a lot of money. But what's the theme I've been saying since Pirates of the Caribbean, which was last pick? I make it sound like it was five hours ago. Yeah. The I second one makes a lot, and then you start to see a drop-off, right? Sure, so, sure. So per IMDb, humans and Transformers are at war. Optimus Prime is gone. The key to saving future lives, although they spelled it lies, buried. <laughs> oh, our future lies buried in the secrets of the past, in the hidden history of Transformers on Earth. Well, shit's my poop. Okay, so we got ourselves another Transformers movie, fourth one since the reboot. First Marky one, Mark stolen it. Yep. Three hundred million. Second one, four hundred million, and yep. we dip down three hundred and fifty million, down to two hundred and forty-five million with Age of Extinction, Aww. three years ago in the summer two thousand fourteen. So the question is: After yeah. so many years, are people finally sick of metal grinding on metal? Not that sad. No, they don't. They're not. They want more. They're ready for it. I feel like it's this been is another years. safe pick. I, Right. I mean, I'm even worse is going to do 180 million. 180 million. I have this one making 250 million. That's probably a ceiling in yeah. this case. It does release late June, which is which is a good time, right? You get those early box office receipts. It probably releases on a weekend where it can dominate. Right. And you get a lot of people out of school who are looking to spend money on something with popcorn and it's literally the only movie i bothered to write down that went out that weekend yeah i mean that's it so um so i have it at 250 million which is about what it made in the last one the the summer of 2014 one yeah so with the lack of obvious choices for summer blockbusters aside from maybe guardians which really didn't come out in the summer it was the late spring sure see this going higher you know, like I said before in some of the previous picks, the money has to go somewhere, right? There's going to be a pool of like one and a half billion dollars that gets spread out over all these. Yeah, right, right. Got to figure where it butter. goes. Yeah, yeah. So with that, anything else you want to say about Transformers: The Last Night? No, it's a safe bet. I like it. I would not be unhappy if I got it myself. Obviously, right. so I can't blame you whatsoever, and I'm happy with your success. Yeah. <laughs> But you think there's a movie that's going to make more than that, don't you? I do. I do. I think this is also kind of a... Oh, crap. It's got a bit of a higher ceiling, but could not do as well. But I'm going to go with uh, the Wonder Woman movie that is releasing in early June. So I've got a nice runway there. There's nothing else crazy coming out that week. I think it's going to survive and do really well for two or three weeks in a row, in fact. so It's okay, uh, she says. Wow. It's okay. Yeah, it does release in early June. Yeah, yeah. Early. 6-3. Yeah. It's okay. It looks fun. The, even the uh, the movie that was bad, which was the previous movie. Now, there's a theory that, like, the next movie pays for the sins of the previous movie. So, Batman vs. Superman did really good in the box office. Yeah. But uh, was not very well received critically. Wait, what was so, the first movie on this? Is there a previous Wonder Woman movie, and they're just calling this one Wonder Woman again? No, no, but they kind of introduced her in the Batman Superman oh, movie, I guess. So she okay. was like the third, you know, lead or what have you in the overall drama. Yeah, let's go deep voice all of a sudden. So uh, they've kind of introduced her, and it should 
do well, but DC movies Agreed. sometimes are bad, and so sometimes you have to pay for the sins of the previous movie with the next one. So that's the question is, will how bad it, the previous one actually was, even though it was financially successful, end up ricocheting and hurting Wonder Woman? That's where I wanted to go with that idea. Yeah. And I, I watched the trailer for this. I thought yeah. it looked like a really good trailer. Ah, there we go. It looked interesting, right? It, that's one thing you can say about the DC movies, right? They They've got... I don't know, maybe like a little bit more depth than the Marvel comics. The Marvel yeah. comic movies have a lot of flash, but the DC movies, like this one, right? It's taking place in World War One times, and yeah, there's yeah. a bit of costume drama to go along with it, and you've got the whole story about her becoming Wonder Woman as she's previously like the princess of the Amazons or something. Yeah, it's Wonder a cool Woman idea to, like to skip you know time periods and whatnot to mix it up and mix right. up the visual look, and yeah, pretty fun. And this is one... I had a real hard time judging. Yeah, seeing where you wanted to go with it, or yeah. where you thought it was going to... Because there, there's interesting press on this one. There's press that, because it's Wonder Woman, and the focal point is a superhero woman, that it's not getting as much press or as much promotion as you would see on, like, a Batman or a Superman. Oh, interesting. Right, right. Yeah. Sure. So, um, story, so I'm, yeah. right, I'm not sure how to read it. And if I look at recent DC comics like Batman and Superman, those are the big ones that you see, right? It could fall anywhere between 500 million and 200 million. Right. So yeah, it's kind of range, but still a yeah. pretty decent uh, low end. Even I'm thinking even above 300 million, that's a major stretch. Suicide Squad last Agreed. year really surprised me. That got 325 million, so maybe I'm out of my ballpark here. And that even had an August release. It also had Margot Robbie in commercials innocently taking off her shirt with her back to the camera, which I'm sure got some people in the theaters. <laughs> how dare you, sir? Oh, how dare I? But uh, this <laughs> is one that I kept bumping up. Like, I've got my column in my spreadsheet where I put how much I think it's going to make, and I started with 175 yeah. and then I bumped it up to 225 and then I finished it off on 250 so oh, interesting. It's in the same range that I had Pirates of the Caribbean and Transformers, so you're actually like in tune with my spreadsheet we have not jumped the shark yet on any of these very interesting well uh yeah your distribution of where the money has to go is so far aligning with my rough approximation therein wow so there's no surprises so far mm-hmm. this one's but gonna, this one's gonna be court, sweet yeah so exciting this next one is gonna be sweet because i'm dipping into the mat first zone <laughs> i love it okay okay the jackass mat zone so this yeah. is this is the the movie that i had rated lower but i decided to move it up not not decided to move it up but it was one of those that i thought okay i could pull this into the conversation with wonder woman and transformers interesting okay and that movie with the number six overall pick is cars three wow well, I feel a little hurt that you took one of my staples from me, but you know, defend it. yourself. Make sure you're a worthy owner of the Cars franchise. <laughs> you had the bread, and I just took your <laughs> Yeah. Yes. So. That hurts a little bit. We uh, it seems like they wait every six to seven years to release one of these. Right. It's a little strange. They're very much spaced out, but it's it's a Pixar movie, too, so... There's, you know, it's it's not like re- releasing a Despicable Me movie. There's, it feels like with Pixar, there's more thought that goes into these. Um, For sure. Yeah. The first one, eons ago, made $244 million. Yep. And strangely enough, the second one dropped off a little bit. It fell short of $200 million. It was $190 million. A mere, yeah, yeah. Right. So I and that was actually in uh, 2011, and I actually picked Cars 2 in 2011 in our very first Summer Box Office Challenge. It's a little Jackass yeah, Kirk's trivia you, you right there. You picked it third overall. And, yes. And actually, there was no movie picked after that that made more money. So it was a solid pick. Very interesting. And third overall. In the, uh, the diatribe I had in 2011 is the same one I'll do now because there's been seven people that have probably listened to the podcast and similar. Two of them. Is know. that the Cars franchise is just a merchandise monster. You go to Target. Right now, there will be bedsheets for kids with the Cars logo on it. That would have been true last year and the year before that. I mean, to just manage to somehow stay in the consciousness for 15 or so years. It's crazy. Every seven years, they're finding new little boys to 
uh, work Lightning McQueen into the fabric <laughs> of their youthful lives. The, that red car with the big smile. They love their Lightning McQueen. Man, it's great. It's yeah. amazing. But I suspect it's going to be a big winner. I actually had it this uh, number five overall, and I managed to talk myself into Wonder Woman jumping over it and whatnot. Uh, so I, I could see it going Wonder huge Woman's, for sure. Wonder Woman's the Harry Giles of this draft. Wonder Woman's <laughs> the one that it could have an ACL injury that could completely ruin your team, or yeah. it could be that number one high schooler that just didn't get much playing time for Duke that all of a sudden becomes a star in the NBA. So She's a wicked mistress, but I'm ready to see what happens. And I know you fell for the salty blue eyes of Chris Pine when you picked Wonder Woman as well. Oh, Is it Chris Pine, or is it one of the other Chrises? Color me guilty. Oh, boy. Uh, They're they're all the same. They're all the same. Yeah, it's just one guy with hair combed in a different direction. So So I don't feel good about any of the rest of the choices, per se. Uh I don't know how you're feeling. Do uh, do you feel like right now there's still... A, a $200 million no. movie out there? That was my last $200 million movie. Oh, and, and per I, I, IMDb. Lightning, McQu- Lightning McQueen sets out to prove a new generation of racers that he's still the best car in the world. His racing days are over. Setting off into the sunset? Or is he? Stop it. Yeah. That is so, not what it says. You just made that up, and I respect you for it. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no, but, but seriously, I had that one uh, rated at $200 million, which was a little bit more than the second one made. So I guess maybe adjustment adjustment for, uh, in, I almost said inflammation, but inflation is probably the correct word. Right. After that, we've got some weirdos. <laughs> so I'm, right. I'm really curious to see where the next four picks go, starting with your pick at number seven. Yep. So I've got... Three that I'm kind of juggling that are all roughly equal, and I have real complaints about all of them. Don't we all? For one reason or another. Don't we all? But uh, I'm going to go with another safe pick, which is actually, I'm elevating again a little bit, but I'm going to go for War for the Planet of the Apes. That was my next pick right after Cars. Oh, is that true? Man, that's crazy. That is true. Yeah, it's like you're reading my spreadsheet. Am I sharing this? I'm... I wouldn't be surprised so, if I'm sharing it. I think there's only going to be, you know, like one winner of a serious sci-fi movie every summer, or like with some fantasy elements and stuff. Uh, you know, those movies don't traditionally, unless you're, you know, doing Lord of the Rings or whatever, or something crazy. You know, those fantasy type movies or stuff, sci-fi, real heavy sci-fi, doesn't traditionally lead to huge, huge box office. Like you said, the Star War- the Star Trek movie. Uh, didn't hit the two hundred million dollars with all of its marketing budget, which but this could be the one that me, could yeah. cross over the hundred million dollar number and mm-hmm. and be, you know, a winner still. Absolutely. So what did I say about War for the Planet of the Apes? Yeah, good question. I, I, it's been has it been a good? I, I assume the last one didn't make that much money, but I don't know for sure. So uh, yeah, per. IMDb. After the apes suffer unimaginable losses, Caesar <laughs> rustles with his darker instincts and begins his own mythic quest to avenge his kind. Mm, I like the dark. That's cool. Dark, yeah. So, no apes movie has made more than $200 million. So, okay. I don't think it's happening for this one. Um, you can <laughs> How dare you? Sorry. But you can adjust for inf- inflation on the Burton Wahlberg ape movie. That one adjusted for inflation made like two hundred eighty-one million. Okay, so I'm, right, I'm not right. holding out hope for this one, but it, at the same time, if you look at last year, you only had three movies that were above three hundred million, and then it dropped off to below one hundred seventy-five, which is where I had this one at. All right, solid, so, real solid. So I think it's going in the right place. And um, I like how much you like that pick. I could just hear it in your voice. It's great. And I didn't say it's great. Oh, well, that's what I heard. I I said it's within line. <laughs> Stay in right. your lane, as Levar right, Ball fair would enough. tell any fair sort enough. of female interviewer. Ouch. We have a lot of yeah. basketball <laughs> references here today, don't we? <laughs> uh, everybody loves it. Who doesn't? But here's all right, the- Tom. Where does that put you at? Now, wow. I mean, so I've got a the next pick's obvious. I think it's absolutely clear. I've got. <laughs> Stop it. You think it's obvious the next pick? That's right. Oh, my God. 
I don't even know where to go. I have five movies that I have rated as being potential $150 million movies. Okay. And but there's one obvious winner. <laughs> Just... <laughs> <laughs> You're toying with my emotions. Uh-huh. <sighs> okay. Hold on a second. I'm ready. This is riveting podcasting, by the way. The, the no, you're taking this serious. I, I appreciate that. I, I respect it. Seriously. I mean, yes. this is forever. I'm going to go with a high ceiling pick here, or at least what I think is a high ceiling pick. Yep. It's a little movie called Captain Underpants. Oh, interesting. All right. All right, so uh, let me read you what I got here. Yeah, please. Um, my first note on this one was I have no idea where to put this. <laughs> so, That's a confidence I wanted to hear. <laughs> we are picking late in the draft, though, so it's the number eight yeah. pick overall. High, high potential. Yeah, so I'm going for high potential here. It's a popular children's book that's being turned into a DreamWorks animation. Four DreamWorks animations have made more than $225 million. Care to guess which ones they are? Oh, boy. Uh, ants? No. Maybe? Nope. Well, I already started badly. Uh, if you said Shrek once, that would cover all four. <laughs> all right, fair so enough. After that, you have Kung Fu Panda. Uh, you uh-huh. have a Madagascar movie. You have How to Train Your J- Dragon. And those came in just above $200 million. And then it falls well film. below 200 after that. Yeah. So what I'm doing here is I'm, yep. I'm crapping on my own pick. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also around where it falls, in my opinion. I think this is a $150 million movie, and I had four other, three other movies, I should say, yeah. uh, rated at, at this spot. But I do feel like this one has a little bit of a high ceiling, as we said. It could surprise. It comes mm-hmm. out early in June. It's a kid's movie. Yes. And, and there's a lot of kids who have read this in school and are probably going to come out and see it. So I'm hoping this is not a Winnie the Pooh type movie. I hope this is something that can actually... <laughs> you got pooed. So let me ask you this, Dad. Of, this is what uh, I picked on Charles two years have, ago, by the way. <laughs> have you ever heard of Captain Underpants before researching for this? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is a, this is actual cultural icon of some note. Was this off your radar completely? Completely. I mean, no, wow. I had it on that uh, being released the same weekend as Wonder Woman, but then I put like a little smiley face and then a pointy finger and then another smiley face and then the smiley face crying because it's going up against Wonder Woman, so that's going to win. If everybody's over five years old, they want to go see Wonder Woman. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I had Captain Underpants at $150 million. I don't have it, you know, completely exploding. I guess there is that slight potential yeah um, no i like the dreamworks connection uh, you sold me on that as well i feel embarrassed i didn't have it on my top 10 now so okay. you just yeah. pantsing me left and right it's great so i'm curious to hear if you think that there's something else out there in this pool of three picks that we have left overall is it three yeah is it i've got one that i feel pretty decent about I feel pretty decent about i'm curious no we've got two picks left i'm sorry you got number nine and i got number 10 yeah yeah right uh, so somehow with the number nine pick, which has slipped to me, I'm taking the summer of 2017 Tom Cruise blockbuster. <laughs> yeah, you gotta do the mummy. <laughs> the, the mummy. The mummy. Oh my god! Why, la- why are you laughing? What's wrong with you? I just saw the trailer for the mummy. Is it that bad? Have you seen it's the Tom Cruise? I agree, it's Tom Cruise. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> your war, your psychological attack upon me is winning successfully. Is it that bad looking? It's not, not possible. I saw her. She is real, says Tom Cruise in The Mummy. Oh, breathlessly. God, <laughs> it's bad. She's Damn real. It. Oh, Everybody loves really, Tom Cruise. I really wanted to read this one, too. I really wanted to talk a little bit about Tom Cruise and the Mummy. So it is a Tom Cruise Mummy movie. Um, in the trailer, they are on a like plane funny. with a sarcophagus. When all of a sudden it is plagued with some sort of flying birds that are like coming towards the plane. 
boom, boom, boom. They hit the plane. The pilots die. The plane crashes. Tom Cruise is in a body bag. But the cute chick that was with him, he somehow gets her in some sort of parachute and pulls the rope and she flies off and she survives. (laughs) Tom Cruise is in a body bag. Are you with me? Yeah, yeah. Was it a dream? No! He wakes up out of the body bag. And there's some sort of badass female mummy with multiple pupils in her eye who is raging hell on earth. Yes. Sounds like the beginning of The Mummy. It is. It is. It's weird because there's not as much sand as I was expecting. You know. The more movie. sand there is, the less Tom Cruise there is. See what I'm saying? <laughs> it could possibly be. <laughs> uh, so this is probably a draw because it's a Mummy movie and not a Tom Cruise movie. I could be. All right. I could be stretching here. So his it's stuff. A double draw. Yeah. Aside from Mission Impossible, which. Oh, don't you dare! Are you about to that called Tom Cruise a superstar? Is that what you're about to say? I put this one at a hundred million, and I yeah. thought that was generous. It's above yeah, the Jack true. Reacher level, which I think made eighty nine or something like that. That's appropriate. Yeah, you're probably right in the right ballpark. Uh, the mummy. <laughs> booga, booga, booga. I don't feel good about it. I'm trying to sell it the no, best I, I can. And it's it's your last pick, so who can who can blame you? I've got one that I hope you don't pick. I would feel better if you didn't pick it. So oh, uh, really? I've still got skin in the game for sure. <laughs> That's true. Oh, there's yeah. So we were pretty much going down the list one by one with like a couple skip aheads, but not by much by one spot. Yeah. Have we taken uh, out of your top 10? I assume we've taken nine or 10 of them at this point or uh, I guess yeah, not so 10, eight or nine of them. So there's two left that are in my top ten, All right. but it's Nifty. really like three in the top eleven because I have three in the same zone. But All really, right. now what it comes down to is, do I want to jump out of that and take like a wild card? Right, right. Do and I- it is usually one of these later movies that uh, can often make the difference. So you know, the one surprise. I see what you're doing there, I'm trying to talk me into crazy stuff. High ceiling, man. High ceiling. I mean the crazy stuff. You've already picked Transformers the last night and sold your soul. I noticed you didn't even have the guts to say the last night. Yeah, that was a rough one. It was a rough <laughs> one. But I did, I, I did get a lot of laughs out of the moment. True. You said Tom Cruise. <laughs> nearly soiled it was myself. Perfect. All right, let's. Uh, do you want me to do a drum well, roll or no, no, no? I'm gonna, like it's I'm gonna start talking through what I had for my hunt, my 150s. You might as well lay it all out at this point. You, you know, might as well your, because you don't. You have no more picks left. No more you, power. You've made your five. Do you so, want to hear the two that I have remaining, or shall you? No, I'm. I'm gonna go through mine, and then Please. I'll pick mine, and then you can tell me. So, all right, I love it. Yeah, if it was in my list, let's do it. All right, this one's a little crazy, but I have got Baywatch as a 150. Can you I'm imagine? You. Can you imagine? I'm I'm right there with you. That was my next one on my list. I've got the emoji movie, which might be a 150. <laughs> feels a little safe. And, uh, and, uh, that and one, I don't know what to expect. I had a question mark next to it. Yeah, really I can't scared. laugh at you for it. Right next to the emoji movie, I wrote cloudy with a chance of shit balls. <laughs> I think that's a very fair statement, sir. And then the third movie I have, which I think is the movie I'm going to pick. And this one has like a low floor and probably a mid-range ceiling. Yeah. Is Dunkirk. That's it. That's That's it, it. Tom Blaine. So I'm going with Dunkirk. I had Baywatch and Dunkirk as my two. Did you? Okay. uh, Remaining picks. And yeah, I'm with you. I, I... I mean, a lot of adults. I mean, Dunkirk's kind of a movie for, you know, oh, yeah. grown ups more. So I could see uh, it's hard to get them to go out in mass. Or you know. 150. I had it rated as 150, but I could easily see it making 50 million. Yeah. Yeah, I could as well. And hopefully a little more than that, you know. I might go. That's the one movie I baited you even before we started talking about which movie you may you go did. see. And. You mentioned going with your daughter, of course, but I think Dunkirk would be the one movie that I would see out of the list, probably in the theater this you know summer period. Right, looks intense. It's directed yeah. by Christopher Nolan about the famous, I guess you'd call it battle in Dunkirk, France, where hundreds of thousands of soldiers are trying to retreat back to Britain or get to Britain. They're on the edge of the Channel or the North Sea. I'm, I'm not exactly sure Dunkirk. It's it's sort of like 
almost where the channel starts, almost where the North Sea ends. It's always hard right. to tell where that is. Having to get through the Straits of Dover, being attacked by the Luftwaffe. Uh, amazing story. Civilian ships and boats from towns like Hastings were going over there by the masses to pick up soldiers in the midst of enemy fire. So you had civilians helping out, getting as many as they could on sailboats and and you know little steamships and whatnot. Right, right. So you think about it, saving Private Ryan and Pearl Harbor in their day and not adjusted for inflation were around $200 million. It's got a solid cast. It's got Tom Hardy, Mark Rylance, and Ken Brown. That could be a huge you know, hit with right. the run-ups in the crowd. So it does have a ceiling that could probably reach $200 million. It's just, you know, on two twenty. Uh, sorry, 721, so we're talking like the very end of July. Yeah. Are a lot of people going to turn out for this, or are they going to... You know, $50 million movie, $60 million movie. Figure out the, the good business. news is yeah. you're getting all that IMAX money. That one was filmed in the IMAX uh, depth and width or what have you. Right. So those tickets are super pricey. And then, you know, you'll also get probably some of the 3D and the other uh, special feature prices. And that actually, I think, is starting to make a difference as our years go on of those ones that are the huge ticket items that get actually more money. You know, if you could double the money you're bringing in per every butt in the seat, that actually will add up right so that's where i am with my last pick uh that's totally respectable the the christopher nolan movie at least from a the good in the soul perspective yeah so i think we both agree that probably the baywatch is the one you know uh, left out possibility that could probably blow up in our face the so the comp i had on baywatch this was tough right so you got rock johnson the rock johnson what's his first very successful guy yeah um and zach efron also a very successful guy. Ben so there's some, yeah, probably... Big, big following. Yeah, I didn't look up anything on this for the yeah. most part, but I assume there's going to be some David Hasselhoff, Pamela Anderson, Kid Rock... Flashbacks uh, or throwbacks. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, they might just jump in and, and whatnot for this movie. So I estimated this one along the lines. I used the comp of 21 Jump Street, that reboot. Right. So I put Perfect. it in the 150 to $200 million range. 22 Drum Street made $191 million. I don't feel like this one has the same draw in the theaters as right. those did. Like the, maybe You know, the, the biggest surprise that I found was they went for an R rating, which, you know, I respect and all, but I was kind of surprised limiting. I could see them more catering to the PG-13 audience. I think that would be the typical Hollywood decision, at least. Right. So, who knows? It, it could backfire. It could actually get more people yeah. in the theaters. Right, right. Does it have that reverse effect? But that's what actually kept it, it, me away from it was that R rating because, man, an R rating in the comedy in the summer, you know. There are some R rated movies that... We have Ted and Ted 2 that I think have popped on us, but yep. uh, it's not a guaranteed winner. So uh, you asked me also what else I would want to see or what else I would yeah, see. Yeah, please. So Sans Child... Uh, the House is the movie I would really want to see. All right. We got Manzoukas in there. <laughs> so, yeah, you have Will Ferrell, Amy Poehler, Jason Manzoukas, Nick Kroll, and many more, right? Yeah, um, yeah it looks good. pretty fantastic. Per for IMDb. After Scott and Kate Johansson lose their daughter's college fund, they become desperate to earn it back so she can pursue her dream of attending a university. With the help of their neighbor, they decide to start an illegal casino in their basement of their house. <laughs> so, yes, I want this movie to work. I kind of put it in the $100 million range. That's probably more of a hope and a dream than anything. Right. Yeah, if it catches on, it becomes a thing. Yeah, but right. it could happen. I comped it to Sisters, which was the Tina Fey, Amy Poehler movie of about two years back, which I really, right. I really had a blast watching. That was a great movie. All right, um, yeah. And, you know, adding a little bit more salt on it because it has Will Ferrell. Um, sometimes he works, sometimes he doesn't. Daddy's Home somehow made $150 million, so I bumped it up from $90 million to 100 Wow. Yeah, yeah. Figuring it could be one of those sleeper comedies of the summer. It could make more than 100 but it probably, you know, it, it wouldn't go above 150 I would think. Yeah, but you could see some decent upside now. That's a... Uh Interesting yeah. one, yeah. I, I not consider it could possibly have such potential, but yeah, yeah, it's believable. And of course, the movie that both of us want to see let's let's not mince any words on this one is Hitman's Bodyguard. <laughs> you know, I'm glad you brought it up because I was a little too embarrassed. But no, don't. You know, how long can a guy wait? 
Right. I mean, I want this to come out tomorrow. It's not going to be until August 18th, but... Oh, oh my gosh. So I we want... can't even see that. Maybe we can see that in the Emoji movie at the same time, back to back. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> but just the trailer is enough for this one. They have pretty much an R-rated trailer for this movie. Oh, nice. Well, I think they bleep a lot of it out because Sam Jackson is doing what he does best, and that's dropping MFers left and right. What more could you ask for? Right. So the wor- so per IMDb, I'll go into that voice now. The world's top bodyguard gets a new client, a hitman who must testify at International Court of Justice. They must put their differences aside and work together to make th- it to the trial on time. And yes, uh, Sam we Jack- got a buddy movie. We got a buddy movie. Uh, but it's Sold. like one of those buddy movies where the buddies don't get along at all. Um, oh, classic Midnight Run scenario. Oh, it's great. Yeah, exactly. It's a perfect comp. It's Midnight Run. So yeah. Sam Jackson swearing and yelling. And I wrote on here, this is the note I have. I choked on laughter watching the trailer. And this is a wow. true story. I, I was watching the trailer and I choked. <laughs> Call me an wow. idiot for loving dumb comedy, but there it is. Yeah, yeah, laying it out. I'm glad you're still here with us after, and the choke was not fatal, so yeah. we could share this with the world. Turn, turned out to be a, a 100% saliva choke. So. Oh, good deal. Yeah, you can work that out, no problem. The best comp I could get for this movie was Get Hard, which made $900 million and was an R-rated movie. That's the Kevin Hart, Will Ferrell movie. Oh, yeah. I had this yeah. one scoped at $80 million, so I didn't think it was good enough to pick. But I just yeah. really wanted to mention it there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll put a pin in it right now. I'll be surprised if that makes the top ten. We always have a surprise <laughs> entry, but I'm going to say that one I don't see doing it. Yeah, yeah. We had Central Intelligence last year, which should have Kevin Hart. That cracked the top yeah. ten, which I had to look up again this year. Um, had no idea that was coming. Just revisit. Of course, there's so, also... Oh, go ahead. The one... Uh, early movie that was available that neither one of us picked is the new alien movie what where did you have that one roughly in your estimates or did you even not even look at that one because you didn't consider it as a viable i I estimated it but i didn't look deeply into it because i didn't think that it was going to make more than a hundred million okay i'm I'm tend to be with you but yeah i mean the alien movies and this one is uh directed by ridley scott i believe yeah there's been a lot of ridley scott alien movie talk lately a few years ago i uh was it 2011 no 2012 yeah it's one that we picked yeah i picked prometheus and that was 126 million Mm. nothing picked after that made more than that and it made yeah solid pick yeah it was a fairly solid pick um but yeah i just don't feel like it's solid enough compared to the movies that we already picked that i would want to pick alien covenant yeah even if it ends up in squeaking in i don't suspect it's gonna be like a number four movie but it could end up making over 100 and cracking you know into the top right it's not inconceivable there's nothing going up against it really this weekend uh next weekend is the pirates of the caribbean so if you're still interested in something a little more serious than that maybe uh Mm -hmm. you'd go to the alien flick but and it may have been gonna have super long legs yeah it may have been a safer pick for me than dunkirk but at the same time i don't think it can go much higher than what prometheus did Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's you're already handcuffing yourself to some degree. It's hard to imagine how it would possibly exceed yeah. the last revival attempt, if you will. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then what else did I even look at? I looked at Detroit, which I thought was okay. interesting, but again, I don't think it's going to crack $70 million. Yeah, just way too serious. And, and also yeah. too late. Like we both said, we both kind of discount the August films. Absolutely, yeah. It, it looks really good, though. Catherine Bigelow really does yeah. a good job of directing these really intense... Rich movie. It was a real rich-looking yes. trailer. Yes, and and Jason, I think it's Boyega, I think is how you pronounce his name, um, from uh, Star Wars number 7 movie. Oh, yeah. I he's, like that guy. He's in it, and he's kind of like the... You know, he's the African-American cop who is caught in the middle of all this, right? The, yeah. He's caught in the middle of the police brutality, but he's also on the side of the police. Sure, um, yeah. So that, that looks really interesting, and, and she shoots in this way that looks almost documentarian. So yeah. I'm feeling that's going to be a really good movie. I just don't think it's going to make a lot of money. I would urge people to see that. It's based on actual events that occurred in Detroit in 1967. 
Mm, beautiful Detroit. Beautiful Detroit. That's time. Yep. There's a movie coming out in August called Nut Job 2, and I was unaware there was a Nut Job 1. <laughs> and it actually made a decent amount of money, as it turned out. I mean, it wasn't embarrassing. Everybody got paid. <laughs> Everyone got paid. It wasn't as bad as Norm of the North, but I can't imagine it being that much better. <laughs> Norm of the North was horrible. There's also a movie called Baby Driver, which I really thought was going to be an animated movie, but it turns out is not an animated movie. Wow, that's a deep dive, sir. I am unaware of Baby Driver. <laughs> You're unaware of Baby Driver? It is coming out at yeah. 6.30. Um, okay. It is directed by Edgar Wright. Ah, uh, all right. Per IMDb. After being coerced into working for a crime boss, a young getaway driver finds himself taking part in a heist doomed to fail. And it stars John Hamm, Jamie Foxx, Lily James. It It looks interesting. It's like an action comedy sort of thing, I suspect. I would suspect. It's an Edgar Wright film, so yeah, right. you, you can almost hey, make yeah, a... Be fun. Yeah, exactly. I think that would be a really good movie. Um, yeah, there's there's a couple nerds that would go see that for sure, but absolutely. that's not going to be making big dough. And then there's... Uh, what else did I have on my list? Rough Night. No. And that's I, opening against uh, Despicable Me and yeah. Your House movie as well, the Edgar Winter one. Right, exactly. Diary of a Wimpy Kid, The Long Haul... Um, I have a feeling that the movie I picked earlier, Captain Underpants, could mm-hmm. be as bad as Diary of a Wimpy Kid in terms of how much money it makes. So that's and my possibly. fear, is that it right. makes like $75 million or something horrible like that. Yeah. And then I wrote Horror, Horror, WTF, Sharks, <laughs> Please, <laughs> No Clue, Don't Care. Luke uh, 47 Meters Down? Man, yeah. Really <laughs> Holy cow. And then there's a Luke Besson sci-fi movie, which you know is not going to make any money, but it might be oh. interesting to see on DVD. Correct. Yeah, I got burnt going to see Ultraviolet from him, and I think I won't be doing that anymore. Yeah. Uh, Logan Lucky, two brothers attempt to pull off a heist during a NASCAR race in North Carolina, and it's directed by Steven Soderbergh. So a heist <laughs> movie by Soderbergh. All right. Well, that's a novel. And of course, let us end on an inconvenient sequel. Yeah, I actually wrote that down as well. I wondered if the political climate was enough to ignite that to like a, some $75 million documentary blockbuster haul or something. I don't think so. <laughs> We're not ready for it yet. I, I don't think it's going to be wide enough to where it's going to make the money that it needs to to, to make our list of 10. Yeah. So. Well, you never know. I mean, it's still two months away if there's a big social media campaign, which they've got to be planning on doing some sort of... Uh, mm-hmm. Very cheap, uh, getting their followers to push them on social media sort of a message that's going to happen to try to get that uh, bump up. It could be, could be interesting. Uh, yeah, they could be mailing out disposable DVDs in hemp cloth to <laughs> thousands of people. Oh, boy. Possibly. That's at Jack S. Tom, by the way, if you want to <laughs> send all your hate mail to that guy. That'd be cool. And I'm not even Republican, and I'm saying that. <laughs> uh, that's how bad it is. So, uh, yeah, those are the movies we had. Um, I love it. There's a lot what of movies we, we missed that we probably could have gone over. I didn't say anything about Tulip Th- Fever. Go figure. Um, so, yeah, let me recount the movies that we picked uh, for Jackass Matt. Despicable Me 3 was his number one pick, the number one overall pick. Uh, mm-hmm. He picked a Pirates movie. With the third pick, Wonder Woman goes number five. Number seven, War for the Planet of the Apes. And number nine, he wants Tom Cruise and the Mummy. I always bet on Cruise, baby. <sighs> Cruise control. Uh, for me, Jackass Tom, at Jackass yeah. Tom, the first movie I picked was Spider-Man. That was number two overall. Number fourth overall pick, I picked Transformers the last night. Want to remind everyone these are not in preference that we want to see them. Uh, these are in order <laughs> of how much money we think they're going to make. Uh, uh, no, judge them freely, people. Judge freely. freely. Yeah, we don't care, really. At this point in our lives, who cares? Um, True. Number six overall, <laughs> Cars 3. Number eight overall, probably the one I'm going to hang myself with, Captain Underpants. Too we'll pro- soon. What we'll, are you talking we'll about? will probably make under $100 million. And then number 10, I had Dunkirk. That's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Yeah. Triple digits or no? It's going to come down to those last two, I think. Uh, maybe yeah, for you right. it comes down a little bit to Wonder Woman, but for me it's going to come down to those last two. If, if those don't crack 100 each, then 
then I could be uh, I could be pooping in my shorts. I'm most scared of the Captain Underpants pick. That's going to be what I keep my eye on. I already feel like I failed on that one, so don't worry. That's what I like to hear. So speaking of delicate Steve, Matt, um, <laughs> take what, us out, delicate. What what song are we going to end on tonight? It's a delicate touch by Delicate Steve. Yeah, there's no Don't song. touch me there. There is no song. Steve. There is no song that exists called Delicate Touch by Delicate Steve. At least not that I know yet. Of. Yeah. Yet. I, I don't own his whole oh, but I, I do own a few of his songs, so I will I will play us out with one of those. And are are we right in saying that we're going to podcast again soon? In the near future where there will be an in person opportunity possibly <laughs> did i drink but too much happen. uh white stout brewed with coconut uh, and aged so our raggedy ass is about to hit my tum-tum in the mere moments <laughs> okay so yeah we, we were thinking about podcasting again soon we're thinking about getting the whole train going a little bit more often than let me look at the clock here once a year uh, well, that's that's the low end, yep, and we've got some good stuff that we've got lined up and ideas, and this is podcast body doubles 15. are going to happen eventually. Body doubles? Is that a what? hint to what our next movie is? I believe so. Body Double by Brian De Palma? I can't wait. Tom, if you've listened to all of our podcasts, you would assume Tom is going to love Body Double, but you may be surprised, and <laughs> I can't wait to hear. We've been holding off this conversation for like two years. We have been. We've we've been holding off a lot of conversations. I think that yeah, happened in great. Ingmar Bergman movie we were going to watch at one point that oh, yeah. was all talk and no play. Yeah, we're going to make some. Uh, we're going to hit the go button here soon. That's right. So you can download and purchase Delicate Steve's music from Bandcamp, which I urge Respect. all of you to do. Yep. Um, I am starting to play us out here with what I think is a pretty good Delicate Steve closing out ditty. It's beautiful. This has been another Jackass Critics production. Your editor has been Doug Duganforth. Your producer has been <laughs> Phyllis Maidenhall. No, all those names are made up. It's really just Matt and myself, uh, Tom. Uh, we are here to serve you and have a, have a lovely night or morning or afternoon, whatever it may be. We are out. <laughs>